This is Chris Bellamy, and we're here with the Church Collective, here with Phil Joel, um, who has just released um, an album under his new band, Zealand. Uh, how you doing, Phil? I am well, Chris. Thanks for having me, man. This is yeah. cool. Super excited. Um, so we met at the National Worship Leader Conference. I was teaching some guitar workshops, and you actually uh, did a set there with your band, um, and I was super excited to see you, so I stuck around and watched you. Got to hang out afterwards, and you agreed to do this this uh, interview for the Church Collective. Um, let our people know about what's going on. Love it, love it. Well, thanks for having me. This is cool. Do they, the, now the people don't realize that we're actually skyping. We can see each other, but um, we'll have to tell. We'll have to describe ourselves. I'm um, a very short um, uh, Asian man. And it's not going to help, is it? No, it's not. I was trying to think of something, the absolute opposite antithesis of what I, how I look. But, um, yeah, Skype is fun. Um, so tell us about the formation of your new band. Yeah, well, I guess we should give a little background. Um, I'm, you know, I came here uh, many years ago with the Newsboys. And that was my job, you know, I was a bass player and sang with Newsboys for 13 years. And uh, then after a while, you know, you kind of, I kind of grew up in that band. Um, yeah, I really did. You, grew, you know, I grew up in the band and I got married and, you know, started, you know, a family and just life started to change. And I realized, man, I just don't want to be on the road this much. You know, um, I, I like being on the road. I love doing what we get to do, but I didn't want to be on the road that much. And I also felt the Lord just wooing me away to do different things, you know, to have a little more, do a little more hands-on ministry and uh, be a little more, you know, on the ground. Because with Newsboys World, I don't know what it's like now, but, you know, back then we'd sort of zap in and do our thing and zap out, you know. Yeah. And um, that was cool. But, it, you know, it was, it was great. It was a great time. But, um, you know, after a while, I don't know, I got, the Lord got a hold of my heart in a, in a different way in the midst of that madness um, 14 years ago really and you know, I don't know I didn't even know where to start with this but you really got a hold of my heart in a new way and I began to change a lot my wife and I changed a bunch and I think when you when you when the Lord really does get in there you sort of you're, you you move from being sort of career focused to sort of people focused you know and kingdom focused and, and so it changed the way we sort of, we see and do and everything and so um yeah, so it made us want to be a little more hands-on with ministry and that kind of thing. So we stepped away from Newsboys, and um, we started a ministry called Deliberate People. It's about helping people become more deliberate in pursuing the Lord. And um, you know, basically by encouraging people to spend time with them, you know, set aside a little time each day and open up our Bibles and open up our hearts and, and be still with the Lord and, and just see what happens. Because we started doing that 14 years ago, and just that practice of meeting with the Lord every day just... It, it rocked. It, it rocked us. It changed our worlds. It changed our lives, and we began, you know, with, so a lot, a lot, a lot changed. And um, so anyway, uh, okay, moving right along to get to where we are now. Um, I got a lot of different invitations to do a lot of different things, from um, and which was really fun. A lot of speaking engagements, which was great. So that sort of stretched me on speaking. Um, continued to do like you know acoustic. Uh, solo concerts and that sort of thing but then also got to asked to lead worship at certain points um, one point in particular I was uh, out on the road with Team Mania doing a Choir the Fire conferences I don't know if you've ever been to one of those yes. 
crazy. They're big. They're wild. They're, yeah. they're, they're, they're just nuts. But um, you know, thousands of youth, thousands of teenagers in there, just you know, getting slammed by God in a really good way. And so I was a part of that um, the, uh, one of those tours. And then the last evening for that tour, um, the last weekend, uh, uh, da, 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 I'm trying to think. Who, Michael Gunga was lead, he was leading worship the whole tour. He couldn't make it, and um, and he was double booked. And so they turned to me and said, "Hey." You, you're going to have to lead worship in San Diego. And I'm like, I'm like bro, you don't get it. I, I, don't, I don't know how to lead worship. I've never done that in my life. That's not my bag, you know. And um, this guy looked at me and he said, no, you're a worship leader, man. You can do this. And I, I said, well, okay, you know, if you need me to do it, I'll do it. I'm here to serve, you know. So um, I did. And it was great, man. Something happened, you know. Something just went, oh, <laughs> this is why people love leading worship. I get it. You know, it's not about me. No one's... Even though people, even though you're there on the platform, they're really, they're really not looking at you. They're looking to the Lord. They're looking at the screen. They're looking at the lyric. They're looking at the truth they're proclaiming, and and it's about the Lord. And you're about facilitating, leading them into a new place with Him. And it's just so good. It's so exciting. And I just, I just, you know, woo, this, is, this is it. You know, I get it. This is cool. And um, so anyway, I, you know, I, I, they asked me to lead worship for the next two tours of the Choir of the Fire, which was great. And then I kept doing other things, you know, making solo records and everything. Uh, but then continued to get invited to lead worship. And so the band that I sort of formed that has been leading worship with me for the last three years has become this thing that we now call Zealand Worship. So <laughs> that was a long answer to a small question, Chris. Sorry. That's awesome. You, can, you might have to chop it into little pieces or something. I don't know. Oh, no, I'm not chopping anything. <laughs> um, so how did you get the name? Well, I'm from New Zealand, but really the name's not about that. I mean, I was on a plane one one night flying home and I'm listening to some of the demos of some of the stuff we've been writing and recording and I'm, and it's pretty zealous kind of stuff, you know? It's like, yeah, let's go get them, you know? It's about declarations and proclamations. It's not, it's not all real slow, you know? It's, 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 I don't know, I'm a pretty excitable character and I feel like we've got a lot of exciting things to, to proclaim about the Lord, you know, and, and uh, in worship. And so... It just hit me. Zealand, you know, zealous for the land. We want to see people be zealous for the land, get excited about the Lord and what the Lord has for, for them as individuals, you know. And So I went home and I was like, hey, baby, what do you think about this name, Zealand? She's like, yeah, <laughs> makes sense, you know. So Zealand worship is what it's called. And um, Word, Word picked it up and, and um, got kind of excited about the whole thing. They've got a new guy out there heading up Word Worship, Jonathan Mason. Do you know him? Yeah, well, I met him, good. I met him at the uh, the conference. Yeah, good guy, good guy. Great heart for worship, heart for the church, heart for connecting artists with uh, with the church, you know. So so he's taken over there and, um, and yeah, that's that. Awesome. Um, so who, who's in the band? We have uh, Ben Bugner. He was in a band, um, man, what was his band called? Cloud Chaser? Yeah, he was in a band called Cloud Chaser. I played with him for five years now. And um, he is, he's a good dude, man. He turned up one day uh, at a camp, in worship at a camp. And I, this was, he was the first guy to join the band. And, um, and a friend of mine put a few musicians together, and I met them up in Michigan to lead worship. And um, this guys like Ben really innovative and a very very different sort of a drummer he's left handed 
and he's really good, but, um, but I couldn't tell, I, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't speak two words, you know, no? and, um, and I'm thinking, man, is this guy a Christian? I mean, does he know the Lord? I, he's just kind of real quiet, and no one, I just don't know what's going on inside this guy's head, and um, anyway, we get backstage with the youth pastor, and the youth pastor starts to pray, and this guy, Ben, just lifts his hands up and just starts praying, man, just starts going for it as soon as the youth pastor finished praying, and then he got done praying, and he just went, back to himself, you know, like back into his little shell. And I was like, this guy's cool, man. There's something going on with this guy. So, um, so he's, he's been around for about five years. And, uh, and then the other guys, um, Corey Horn, Corey, he's playing bass and he's still in the band called Remedy Drive. So right now he's sort of, yeah, he's in Remedy Drive playing bass with them. So when, when he can, he comes out on the road with, with yeah. me. He, yeah. He goes by CJ, right? No. Oh, I doesn't? Know. Huh. No. I, met, I met Corey from Remedy Drive um, recently. We did a show in Virginia Beach. Okay. He may! Because his middle name is Justin. That's weird. Yeah, I'm tall, gonna, long hair. No. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. CJ, you learn something every day. <laughs> yeah, super nice guy. <laughs> yeah, he's great. And um, yeah, I, I, I needed a bass player. And I didn't. I couldn't think of anyone. And my wife goes, "Who, who do you want to get? Who do you need? You know, need, you need a bass player." I'm like, "Man, I don't know." But I, I remember meeting this guy, Corey. He was really, really nice guy, and really pleasant to be around. And I just, I just want guys like that around, you know. So I called him up and said, "Hey, will you come lead worship at this camp?" And um, and away. And he said, "Sure." He had the dates free and came and lead worship with me. And um, and then I was in the middle of writing songs, and then we started recording the record and. He's just—he's still here, you know. He, yeah. he got invited to come to a camp, and he's still here, and he's in the photo shoots and the videos, and you know, he's—but he's a big part of the band. He really is. But you know, he's still a, a part of Remedy Drive too, and an important part of that. And they do a great work. So, yeah, yeah, super nice guy. We got stuck in the elevator together. <laughs> yeah, it, that's funny. It's kind of a—it's kind of the beauty of, of the worship band thing too. It's not, you know, it's not about. The band, even though it is, you know, we love each other. We're really, you know, we just got done rehearsing and we're all like, love you, man, love you guys. You know, it's just, it's great. But um, but if someone can't do the show, then, you know, we'll call someone else. Come out, you know, come out and play and, and lead worship with us. And so it's kind of nice. That's that's a nice thing in regard to the worship uh, community. It's it's a different different world, you know, yeah. which I like. Yeah. yeah. And who else we got? Um, Justin... Uh, 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 Justin Wants, he was in a band uh, with uh, Brian Olsen called Voda. And, uh, Brian was in Newsports with me for a while. Uh, and he just, you anyway, know, he he's not obviously in Voda anymore and moved to Nashville. And who else we got? Oh, Ben Garrett. Ben Garrett, he's a, a worship leader in Minneapolis, getting married in a couple of days and is actually moving to Nashville in January. So um, he's flying in and out of a lot of the shows, which is, uh, which is expensive. <laughs> Yeah, cool. but a good guy, great guy. Yeah. So you're not playing bass anymore? No, I'm not. I'm playing guitar and mainly acoustic. I mean, yeah, I feel I love playing bass, but I feel like I don't know. You can you can be a little more expressive with guitar, you know, especially from a leading front. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I may I may trade out with Corey here and there. You know, give him the guitar, I'll play bass. <laughs> Sometimes, you know. Do you still play bass at all? Oh yeah. Well, you know, I played as much as I could on the record when you know when Corey would let me. Um, but uh, all the guys play 
everything, you know. Mm-hmm. That's what's kind of cool, you know. They, I've been around for a while, and these guys are kind of they're at least ten years younger than me, and they're all just so good, man. You know, it's kind of cool. It's, I guess it's Nashville, you know, where we live here, but they're they're so good at everything. I just feel like a beginner around these guys, you know. Yeah. But yeah. But, yeah. Uh, so the album released just now, oh, a couple uh, days ago. Yeah. I said, was it a week? Oh, no, not even that. Five days ago? Was it Friday. September 11th? Was that when it was? September 11th, yes. And then the video just came out today. Nice. Did you see the video yet? No, I didn't know there was a video, but I do. I did download the album. Oh, cool. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll shoot you the link for the video. It's, um, we, shot it at a, we shot it locally here, although it looks like it's somewhere else. It looks like, you know, you could be in the south of France or something, but it was actually filmed at um, Milky Way Farms. Uh, that was owned, an old farm owned by Mr. Mars, you know, Mars Bar. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we filmed in his office, and he's got this amazing little old office for, it's from like the 30s. It's kind of run down now, but it's, um, it's cool. Yeah. Nice. Um, and that's, that was our version of um, Good Good Father. Yeah, I, I heard, I, we played that at, I was playing with uh, Brian Campbell at Creation Fest. He's the worship leader at Creation Fest. Yeah. And, um, for the for the big candlelighting service at the at the end of the night, um, we played that song because one of the girls that sings with us is from Bethel. Um, is that where who wrote that song? Pat Barrett and Tony Wood, Tony Brown, Tony Brown. Okay, yeah, they're, they're Atlanta boys. You know, House Fires. Yeah. House Fires got beautiful song. Yeah, beautiful I had never heard it before, but man, people loved that. I mean, especially with the. With the candlelighting thing, and then I heard it on your album, and I was like, "Ah, oh, I really love the song." Yeah, my my version probably wouldn't work with the candlelighting. <laughs> it's a little more energetic, but you know, I I just thought, like, you know, I want to declare that, you know, that that good good father. I didn't want to sort of sing it too too down. I I, I mean, I love the way other people do it, and house fires obviously do it, but I wanted to just yeah declare it, you know. Yeah. So it's a little different. That's how awesome. A little more zealous. So do you, you recorded the album in Nashville. Mm-hmm. What studio did yeah, you use? Well, a, a lot in my house. Um, I have a little studio behind the house here, and um, with Ted T, he uh, he was you know, he did a lot of the mute mass stuff, and um, really innovative kind of guy. And I wanted to go into this and, and do something, you know, try and push the limits a little, and try and make it a little different. Um, push the corporate worship limits as far as I kind of could without being obnoxious, you know, or unrelatable, and um, I love what Ted would, you know, Ted's, Ted's artistry, he's really a clever guy. The last record I did with Newsboys was uh, The Go Record, and he produced that, so it was, um, so we had him produce, and he, he worked a lot here in my studio, and then we worked in his little studio at his house um, as well, and then Kyle Lee did a couple songs, uh, he was in Pocket Full of Rocks, he's a great, he's become a great producer, really great, great songwriter. And uh, and Brent Milligan. Brent Milligan did Good Good Father and he man, that guy's a nut. Really creative, really clever. And, and uh, so yeah, we, we had some really we had some really interesting producers be a be a part of it, you know? Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Um let's see what else we're gonna yeah. ask. Oh, any cool gear or studio techniques you wanna share with the with the people? Ha! With the people. Ha! I don't know. What do we got? What did we do that was different? It's funny, you know, we set about 
where actually our first initial idea was to set about and record everything live, you know, not like a live worship setting in a church or in a wherever. We wanted to just sit up in the studio and try and nail everything live, you know, and just do it that way and try and capture that energy. And we we did, and then we kind of just went back and tweaked and kept tweaking and tweaked, you know, and it was cool. Uh, you know, and what we ended up with was was really different than what we started with, but in a really good way, you know, and I was, I was a little afraid to do that. I was like, oh, I don't want to overproduce. But I don't know, I just, I wanted to make sure that we didn't cut ourselves short on the artistry side of things in the studio, you know, just because it's a worship thing and obviously you want people to be able to relate to these songs and, and lead them in youth group and youth conferences and whatnot. But at the same time, I, I, just, I just wanted to get in there and do stuff, you know? Yeah. So I don't, it, was, it was an interesting lesson for me because I definitely come from more of a pop music production sort of world. And, you know, coming into this, it's like, okay, how far can we push that envelope? We don't want to go too far. Um, but I think, we, I, think we've, I think we reached a happy medium, you know. And, and, and we're, we're a band, you know. We don't sound like anyone else, I don't think. We just tried to pull our, our talents and what we had together and, and come up with a new sound. And I think we did, you know. I'm sure, everyone, you know, I'm sure everyone's going to critique, critique it one way or another and have their opinions and thoughts about it. But... It was um, a good exercise for me to just not be afraid to do what we do and not try and fit into a box like a Bethel box or a Jesus Culture box or anyone else's box, you know? Yeah. Create your own. And um, and that was what's cool about Word, too. They were really excited about allowing me to do that, you know, just be who we were. So, so my, I guess, you know, you're asking for maybe some insight on the studio. I would say, man, if, if you go into the studio and you just be who you are, you know, don't try and be someone you're not. Obviously, we all have influences from different places, but go for it. Be who you are and, and try and cast off the, um, the fear of judgment because that will inhibit your creativity immensely. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's the number one, you know, thing that will kill your creativity, the fear of being judged, you know. So you've got you to push that out the door. Yeah. What was your, uh, do you remember what your vocal chain was, like your mic and your pre and all that? No, I don't. I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not really that that super technical on stuff. Um, um, what did we use? Yeah. No, I, don't, I, I didn't really pay too much attention. Other than when it sounds real good, I'm like, that's that sounds great. <laughs> Stick with that. What'd you do? You know. Nice. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm probably not as much, anywhere near as much of a gearhead as you. I can see gearhead gear in the background for days back there. So. Oh, that's Is that bad? Ooh, you got some nice stuff there. <laughs> um, so, any special songs that have like a testimony, like a, a, t- a testimony from you? Yeah. Well, the I think it's what the fourth song on the on the EP, the uh, Greener. Greener is a song that was um, uh, is written by my wife and I, and it's based on. I mean, it's based on Jeremiah 17, 7 and 8, which talks about a um, man who trusts in the Lord, who puts his hope in the Lord. He'll be like a tree planted by the river with his roots running deep. And when the heat comes, he will not be afraid. But And in the year of drought, he will not be anxious, but rather his leaves will get greener and he'll bear much fruit. I just love those verses. You know, one morning, Heather and I were having our quiet times 
and I'm, I'm on one side of the house and she's on the other and she calls me in and she says and she reads those verses to me and um, and they meant so much and they still do but at that time we were in one of those dry seasons you know where the circumstances were not comfortable life was not you know as we <laughs> as we really like would like it to be you know what I mean um, yeah, and that happens to all of us you know we all end up in different seasons where you know we're uncomfortable whether it be a financial thing or a physical thing or a relationships type thing but anyway we were in this uncomfortable phase of life and that um and in reading those verses it made us just go you know what we've got to declare the truth of the promises of the word of god here we've got to lay hold of this scripture and especially in this time we must trust god we don't know what he's doing but we're going to continue to trust him and walk by faith not by sight and walk in obedience <sighs> that's our resolve, you know. And so um, then we went, you know, a couple of nights later, we, we actually wrote a song, you know, about that. So my wife and I wrote it together, which is great. And um, and I love playing that song. It's not your typical corporate worship kind of a song, but but some of the, you know, but it, but it is. Because by the time people get halfway into that song, they want to declare that truth, you know, that... Um, so it's a special, it's a special song to me. I, you know, I love. It. If um, if a worship leader asked you which album or which song from the album would you recommend us play this Sunday? What which one would you recommend? I think that's who you are. That's who you are. Um, and that I don't know where, where that is on the record, but it's um, it's it's very much corporate worship kind of a song, very accessible and that kind of thing. But lyrically, I think it's really important. Um, it, you know, it starts off saying, I will sing when the world is upside down. And um, and the chorus states, you, know, you are the rest for the weary, the hope and the healing, God above all things, that's who you are. Um, you are the truth that is standing when the world is changing. Um, you are forever Lord of it all. So basically, you know, you're declaring in the chorus that, God is who he says he is, no, no matter what the state of our, even, of, uh, of our lives, you know, or even the country or, or, the, or the world, whatever's going on. He's Lord of it all. He's got it. And, and we need to rest in that. Um, and so I think it's kind of an important song in its own way because I think we are heading into weird times, you know. And, um, and a lot of people are experiencing really weird things and hard things. But we've got to remember and be reminded. And that's really what the song is about. It's not like God's forgetting who he is, you know. Um, it's us to forget. So it's about remembering that 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 he is our real. Uh, and as we walk in faith and obedience, so it's all good. So that's who you are. Yes. Awesome. Find the chord charts on a website near you. Are the chord charts on your website? <laughs> I think so. I don't know. Um I don't know yet. Uh, I think they are. I know there. Are, I know Luke Community has all of that stuff, and they're kind of trying to hit up, uh, resourcing a lot of worship leaders. And then you know we're playing a little catch up on our website with that kind of stuff. But the Luke Community is ahead of the curve with it. Yeah. Awesome. Do you use Luke Community? I use Luke Community and uh, Multitracks.com. Yeah. Cool. Both those things. Yeah. Um, so are you planning on? Going on tour with these with these songs, or yeah, well, we've got a whole bunch of one-offs um, from now to the end of the year, and then Mercy Me want us to go out on tour with them, and um, 
we, which we will do. <laughs> we, uh, we opened up for them um, three weeks ago, and uh, it went really well. Those guys are golden, man. They're really legit. Just God love being good guys. And um, anyway, it just seemed to fit. You know, uh, opening for them just worked. So um, they liked it, and we enjoyed it, and the people seemed to be blessed by it. And um, yeah, so yeah. Awesome. Um, so a question I always ask people, like I asked, I just asked Matt Redman this question, and how do you feel about? Um, some churches are kind of trying to phase out um, older worship leaders. Like, oh. How do you feel? Do you feel? Do you feel like? Like I feel like you can you can worship until the day you die. Sure. You know, and some churches are kind of trying to phase it out. Like you hit thirty, and it's like okay, let's move you to a more pastoral role. You know, how do you right. feel about that? Yeah, I I think that's really kind of kind of a mistake. You know, I think we need all ages and stages, all generations. And um, we need boys and girls too, you know. We've all got unique things to bring. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, we can, we can some, maybe some of those worship leaders, I, you know, I don't know how it all works. I mean, if, 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 if a church is moving a worship leader on because he's hit that magic age and it's his time, then no winner, you know. Yeah. Um, if he's if he's walking with the Lord, seeking the Lord, getting fresh manner from the Lord, you know, working on his craft and continuing to stay fresh in the Lord, then that's going to come out in his worship. Um, so that's the most important thing. If he's not, then hey, move him on, yeah. <laughs> right? You know, because we. But um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if I can speak into that too much because um, but I'm 42. You know, I feel like I'm just getting started. So. So look out. What's your key to, to keeping great hair? <laughs> <laughs> Is that one of your questions you were worrying was off limits? <laughs> it's, it's, it's not real. It's a wig. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, you, you literally look the same from like 15 years ago. Ah, <laughs> uh, it must be soft lighting in here, Chris. That's good. All right. Maybe. Um, okay, last question. Are you looking forward to the new Star Wars movie? Of course. Who is it? <laughs> if you're not, there's something wrong with you, you know? Right? Well, that's that's all that we need to know then. <laughs> all right. You didn't ask any sticky questions, you know? You got me a little frightened up the front. You're like, is there anything off limits? I'm like, oh, man, what's he going to ask me? This is going to be terrifying. <laughs> well, you said your age, and that's usually the one that's off limits, so... I can't I love, that. I love my age. I love this age and stage, you know? I feel like I've been through so many different things um, and even different um, I know you know even in ministry just learned so many different things you know one of the first things I did when um, leaving newsboys was make a kids record because I wanted to make kids music for my children they're in Sunday school there and I wanted to get good stuff down into their hearts and the record company I was with at the time I told them this is what I wanted to do and they were like um, you do realize that this will be career suicide don't you <laughs> I said Oh, great. Well, I'll make two, you know, because I don't really care. Um, you know, I think we get really concerned about our careers, you know. Um, God provides, man. He leads and he guides. And as we just stay open to him and not get too set in our own ideas about what we're meant to be doing all, you know, and, you know, this five years from now, this is what we're going to be doing. Allowing the Spirit to lead us, we end up in all kinds of weird situations, man. And it's really cool. It's the adventure we were born for. So, I don't know, you were mentioning my age earlier on. I just... 
I always feel like I'm just getting started, you know? I always feel like there's, there's so much stuff to learn and there's so many people to, to reach and there's so many songs to sing and this I don't know, I'm excited about it all. 